Hello, and welcome to the Ram Gad Pod. I am your host, Jason Economou, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and this is my second fireside chat regarding COVID-19. I hope it's helpful. Maui County has set up an information page regarding COVID-19, which you can find very easily if you go to mauicounty.gov, or I can also provide the link in the show notes. You could just click on that. Uh, Some of the information that's being put out, like just yesterday, the county announced that it would be waiving online fees for real property tax, solid waste, and water bills. And that is all part of the county's ongoing efforts to identify immediate ways to make county services safer and easier for our residents and county employees. Additionally, the county has decided to close an upcoming emergency county council meeting to the public and rely only on written testimony submitted in advance. Nevertheless, the meeting will still take place on the 20th, that's Friday, and it will still air on Akaku. So you can either stream it through the Akaku website or you can watch it on TV. On the state level, the legislature is in recess until further notice and all previously scheduled hearings have been canceled and no additional hearings or public meetings will be scheduled until further notice. Additionally, the governor and lieutenant governor have been urging the public to practice social distancing and stop congregating in groups. Earlier today, Governor Ige tweeted out a summary of state actions to slow the spread of COVID-19. I will go ahead and provide a link to that, but I'll also I'll read it to you. So Governor David Ige's directives. Visitors to Hawaii are strongly encouraged to postpone their vacations for at least 30 days. Effective March 20th, screening of all passengers disembarking cruise ships will be screened. Um, airports working airports are working on implementation plans for screening arriving visitors. Please limit social gatherings to groups of 10 people or less. Close bars and clubs. Close restaurants or provide drive-through, takeout, pickup, or delivery. Close theaters, entertainment centers, and visitor attractions. Avoid any discretionary travel. I'll repeat that one. That's, that's important. Avoid any discretionary travel. Suspend services and activities in places of worship. Do not visit nursing homes or retirement or long-term care facilities. Stay home if you are a high-risk individual and take additional precautionary measures. If someone in your household has tested positive for COVID-19, keep the entire household at home. I'm going to add to that point and say, even if they have not tested positive for COVID-19, if they are showing symptoms of any sickness, Keep the entire household at home. The next bullet point, if you are flying home from an area with known COVID-19 cases, please self-quarantine at home for 14 days after arrival. If you become sick, contact your doctor before going in and explain your recent travel and symptoms. That last point, if you came back 
from California on a trip, if you came back from Washington on a trip, if you came back from Canada on a trip, I'm just using those three examples because those are three places where people are commonly coming back from trips from. I know people who have come back from trips. Stay inside for 14 days. Take the time off. Please do us all a favor. Even if you're not sick, just stay put. Take some time. You can telecommute. This this whole thing is proving that for most jobs, you, you don't actually need to be in the office from 9 to 5. So take advantage of this. Don't go into work. Don't go out. Stay put where you are if, if you know that you might have come into contact with the virus. As I said on Monday's episode, you know, the average time is five days from exposure or, or I should say from infection before people start showing symptoms. But it could be as much as 14 days. So be smart. Uh, the governor's tweet also had a list of state closures. Here are the state closures: the Department of Land and Natural, excuse me, the Department of Land and Natural Resources parks and offices, state capital events, state art museum tours at Washington Place suspended, state libraries. There will be no fees for late returns, and online resources will stay available. Regarding the legislative session, committee hearings and floor sessions are suspended. However, legislative offices are still operating. Aloha Stadium and Hawaii Convention Center events canceled for 30 days. The Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs suspended all combat sports. All non-essential travel for state workers is suspended. Neighborhood board meetings are suspended. Schools are closed until April 7th. The governor also provided additional steps to maintain community stability. Here are those additional steps. All utilities directed to take necessary measures to ensure they can continue to operate in the normal course. This includes fuel producers, shipping facilities and industry, financial institution services, telecommunication companies, wholesalers, distributors, grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations, and other industrial or industry vital to our community, I should say. Um, additional steps to maintain community stability, waiving one-week waiting period for unemployment insurance benefits. Um, so that's, that's good if you're unemployed because of COVID-19. Uh, ensuring employees have benefits even if employees are not at work. Halting eviction for non-payment of rent. Halting foreclosures. Working with public and private utility providers to avoid shutoff of services such as electric, gas, water, internet, and landline telephone and cell phone service. So those were the governor's uh, directives. I'll put a list to those, but the basic gist. Cancel your events. Practice social distancing. Uh, Governor Josh Green, or, or I should say Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, my apologies, though I wouldn't be shocked if someday he was governor. For now, though, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green was on the news just earlier today, and he pointed out that 8% of people between, or the mortality rate for this is at 8% for people between the ages of 75 and 80. And the mortality rate spikes from there to greater than 14% for people 80 and older. And I know a lot of you are saying, well, the flu kills people, sickness kills old people, you know, old people are just susceptible. Don't be a jerk, okay? That's, that's just the, the number one piece of advice. Don't think that because you are under the age of 75 that, that you should just go about business as usual. 
a great example. I was watching an Instagram live video of somebody where they the video started with them at a local bar, hanging out with a whole big crowd of people. And then it cut to this person the next day driving around with their grandmother telling a funny story. And she was very happy to be driving around with, with the, the grandkid. But the disconnect there is that this person clearly loves their grandparent, yet exposed them to a potentially fatal disease out of little more than just hubris. Because they figured, well, I'm not at risk because I'm a millennial. I don't care how young you are. Be mindful of the impact of your actions on other people. So listen to Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. He's a smart individual. Lay low for six weeks. Just minimal contact with other people for six weeks. Stay six feet apart from people. Community spread is real. Maui, uh, you know, we've got more cases coming up now. The state, I think we're at 14 cases. We were at, what, two cases a week ago, something like that. This thing is going to spread, and we don't really know how many cases we have. These are just the people who have tested positive or, or they're so symptomatic that they're presumed positive before the test even comes back. So it's not that we only have 14 cases. It's that we only know of 14 cases, yet the, um, the models that, that are coming out demonstrate that this thing could spread, um, and it does spread, and it's very difficult to contain. So please, please, please take this seriously. Um, as far as, as news coming out of the National Association of Realtors, um, this year's in-person mid-year legislative meetings in D.C. have been canceled, um, or I, I should say they've been switched to online. So there, there won't be face-to-face -face meetings. Um, all previously planned programming committee meetings will be held virtually. So NAR will be rolling out more information on that. If you planned on going to the mid-year legislative meetings in D.C., I am sorry for any inconvenience, but you should really um, see about getting you know, refunds on your tickets and hotel accommodations. I think NAR is actually handling the hotel accommodations, those cancellations. So uh, just, just check out the NAR website for more information. So... Um, NAR, go to nar.realtor slash coronavirus, and that will be a great resource for, for just all sorts of information related to the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, one example is the U.S. Senate just passed the Families First Coronavirus Emergency Response Legislation. Uh, they passed it without any changes from the House. Um, let me let me open up this link because NAR did a fantastic job at laying out the impact of HR 2601, which is the Family First Coronavirus Response Act for NAR members. And it's it's pretty detailed, but there are some major provisions that that will affect realtors, brokers, and real estate associations related to emergency family leave, uh, payroll credit, and required paid family leave, 
tax credit for family leave for, for self-employed individuals, emergency paid sick leave, um, payroll tax credit for required paid sick leave, tax credit for sick leave for self-employed individuals, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff that, that really could impact your businesses, is likely to, to impact your businesses. Um, businesses. I said that weird just a second ago. Sorry about that. I won't edit it. This is a fireside chat. You guys can deal with it. Um, but yeah, NAR is, is providing great resor- resources for our members. Take advantage of that. As far as resources go, um, Maui News is continuing to provide updates on coronavirus closures and other events that are being impacted. Um, and Maui Time is doing a great job with their coronavirus updates. They, they've been providing really good, um, quick live updates throughout the day. So you should really, you know, maybe go ahead and, and check out those pages a few times throughout the day if you really want to be up to speed with what's going on. Maui News and Maui Time are both doing a good job at keeping us informed. Uh, right now, one of the, the things that is at the top of the page for Maui Times coverage is the Maui community and business leaders are asked to complete the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program Survey. So the deadline for that survey is 4 p.m. today, Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. You can download the survey from the website. I'll provide the link to download the survey. And you could fill it out and email it back to um, dbedt.cbed at hawaii.gov. I'll provide that information in the notes for this show, both the link and the website. So you you can do that easily. Also, in an effort to be more helpful, I am going to do an interview with Lisa Teichner from Keller Williams Realty tomorrow. And I know Lisa, I I actually knew Lisa before taking this job because um, we we went to the same jujitsu gym that her husband owns. Um, But but Lisa is, you know, she's somebody that does a lot of business. She is extremely bright and dedicated to both her job, but, but people in general. And she's been in the business for, for a while and I have the utmost respect for her. So I I gave her a call yesterday and we talked about some of her market predictions. And she also told me that she's got some plans to, to help realtors to continue to do business in this very strange and unsettling time. And she was telling me about her plans, and I, I realized I just need to make a, a podcast episode with her where she can talk to you all directly and share her wisdom, her, her insights. So we're going to do that tomorrow. I'll have it up tomorrow afternoon probably, and um, hopefully that's, that's helpful. You know, we are looking at a market shift it's really difficult to say how this is going to impact the business long term because we don't even know how it's going to to impact anything long term let alone this specifically the real estate industry uh, also i, I want to let you guys know that i had a really great teleconference myself and several members of our government affairs committee with Councilmember Kelly King yesterday. And I don't want to go into too much detail because I want to respect the the privacy of the conversation. 
But I will say that she inspired a lot of confidence for myself and others that were on the call. She has been talking about being prepared for an emergency like this for, for years now. And she's, she's been right. And in my, my last interview episode that I did with Councilmember King, we talked about that. And I'm, I'm happy that she is in office right now because I think she's got great ideas for how to respond to this. And I bring this up because I, I don't think it's just Councilmember Kelly King. I think a lot of our council people are actually um, in a good position and have a good mindset. And our mayor uh, has, a, has a, he's been doing a great job in my opinion as far as his response and keeping the public informed. So, you know, regardless of the disagreements ideologically or policy-wise that we may have with, with people um, when it's business as usual, at a time like this, you really do need to, to praise the activities that are, are commendable and necessary. So, I just want to say that that I'm I'm appreciative that that Councilmember Kelly King took the time to speak with us yesterday. Um, I appreciate the ideas that that she has, and I really I plan on working with her in the coming months to bring you guys more information related to proper food storage and emergency prep. But she also has some great plans when it comes to virtual neighborhood watch groups and victory gardens that I think we can all benefit from right now. You know, this whole situation is showing us how fragile our position is, um, you know, as a species and as a community. And she has been urging us to focus on developing agriculture as an industry here for quite some time. And the concerns over our supply chain that are coming up now are really proof that we do need to develop agriculture as an industry just for our own resiliency. So that, that if our supply chains are are in a position where they they shut down temporarily um, that we can continue to feed our people. So so we'll be talking about that more, and I'll be giving you guys more information. But in the meantime, uh, I gotta say if you can if you can start planting a garden, plant a garden, um, make it edible stuff, you know, flowers are beautiful and all, but, um, go, go for fruits and veggies. That'll help us all. And one of the points that council member King brought up was that one of the number one survival indicators for a community is when the community is tight knit, when people know each other, they respond to emergencies better. So don't go and, and, introduce yourself to your neighbors right now by like you know shaking hands and hugging and stuff but it's not a bad idea to reach out via phone or social media and uh, start organizing just from the scent the standpoint of being able to help each other um, one example i can give you i have a friend who recently came back from a trip in california when she arrived back she was not feeling well, so she has self-isolated. Very appropriately, she has decided, I am going to lock myself in my house for 14 days. Now, that's, that's difficult 
I mean, she's she's just one individual. And so, you know, when we found out, we immediately called and texted and we explained to her, you know, any groceries you need, you let us know. If you need stuff brought to the post office, if you need any other chores done, paying bills or cashing checks, stuff like that, let us know. We'll drive up. You can leave it on your front porch. We'll leave groceries on your front porch. You know, we'll do it that way because it's better to reduce the possibility of community spread. Be a good neighbor, uh, especially if you if you have elderly neighbors or, or infirm neighbors who might be particularly susceptible. Offer help. You know, we all have some level of pride that keeps us from accepting help or from asking for help. But it's still important that we make it easy for people to get help by offering it up. So be good neighbors. If there's one thing that people on Maui are great at, it's being good neighbors when they want to be. Sometimes they're bad neighbors, like the ones that I have that live near me that are loud and obnoxious at, at four in the morning. But we won't talk about them. What we will talk about is, is those neighbors who, you know, when they're having a cookout, they always come by and offer me a plate. Be that type of neighbor. Offer help. Uh, all in all, I just got to say that I, I am impressed by local government's response to this crisis. Um, I hope we can all recognize that, that the folks in charge are doing the best they can in an unprecedented situation. My hope is that they recognize our, our policymakers, our county council members, our mayor. I hope that they recognize that now is not the time to be increasing anyone's property tax burdens, um, nor is it the time to take any action that might harm us any further economically. You know, I, I think our tourism industry is clearly taking enough of a hit that um, shutting down legal or short-term rental homes or, or, you know, undoing Minnetoya and tanking people's property values right now, not the best idea. It just, I hope they realize that. And I think, I think at least some folks are recognizing that. Quite frankly, we are all in for a difficult road ahead, but hopefully we can adjust and ultimately find a way to thrive. For the time being, don't panic. Um, find some, some good shows to binge watch. I highly recommend Downton Abbey. Uh, find some good books. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series is one of my favorite light-hearted series of books. If, if, you, if you've never read them, it's really worth reading them. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you. You probably want to avoid the movie version that they made like about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe watch that after you've read the books just because I don't want it to turn you off from the books. But if you watch it after you read the books, then you'll get a bunch of inside jokes that are really funny. And um, then it's more enjoyable. And that's pretty much all I got for you right now. I will be back tomorrow with more updates and with an interview with Lisa and I'm here for you. So if you need anything, if you need answers, I might have them, I might not, but you can email me, you can call. Uh, if you need me to pick up groceries for you, email me, call me. Uh, the phone number is, uh, let, me, let me give you all my, my office number. 
808-243-8585, or you can email me, Jason, J-A-S-O-N, at ramaui.com. And we'll be there for you because we are a community and we all need to help each other. So take care, be helpful. Bye.